This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 313 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Six long years. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are RidingWarehouse.com and EasySignsOnline.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenn the Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well Helena, next week is it We're having our anniversary party And we want everybody to join us We are having an anniversary party. I love parties, and I especially love parties that celebrate something that we've done for a long time. And I would (laughs) definitely say that six years is a long time. And it's not like 30 years or anything like that. But in the digital age, six years might as well be 30 years. So I'm really excited. Did you know, though, that the we were in this pretty early because today is actually the 10th anniversary of the first podcast in its modern day form. It was started by a guy who recorded it in the car on the way driving to the Netherlands uh, from like Germany. And it was a geek podcast. Still go, It's still going today, by the way, but it was the first one done in this format where, where it could be RSS and uploaded and all that. Um, and it was a geek podcast and only a few geeks could even figure out how to do it, how to listen to it. Uh, so we were only four years after that that we did it. We started ours. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not that's actually pretty good for horse people. Yeah, exactly. Because we're like ten years behind everybody no, else. It took, when it comes took to everybody a ch- while to figure out how to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. They did. <laughs> I know. Oh, it took us a good year or two to figure out how to record, record it. it. <laughs> and edit it and get the sound half decent, which still doesn't oh, happen a lot God. of times. <laughs> It's horrible. It's horrible. So we want everybody to join us. It's uh, next Wednesday, the 20th of August at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We are going to do a live party, a live show. We're going to use our horses in the morning system to do that. And you can go to stablescoop.com and there'll be a banner in the middle of the page to click on to listen to it. So you can listen to it live. We want as many people to call in as possible. The call-in number is 347-637-3238. That's 347-637-3238. That'll be over there on the website at stablescoop.com or horseradionetwork.com also. So you'll be able to find us. You'll, you can listen on your computer and or on your 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 phone you have to go to our website on your on the browser on your phone and you'll be able to listen to it there as well uh, and then we'll put it out also for those that can't join us we will put it out in uh, podcast form on all the shows it'll go out to all the shows after so we want you to be part of it now if you can't join us that night or call in and you want to leave us a a message we'd love to hear from you you can call our voicemail line and we'll play them during the show 
That's 859-951-2022. And that number is also on our website under contact. So you can... That's awesome. Definitely call and leave yes, a voicemail. Yes, leave a voicemail. We'll we, want a bunch, we want a bunch of voicemails. That would be great. There Especially if nobody calls and it's going to be Helene and I sitting there for an hour staring at each other. We're actually listening to each other because we... We're not going to be together, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, all the other hosts, I think, are calling in from the other shows to say hi, because they're all are also part of this Horse Radio Network. Uh, 3,500 episodes. We're now over, and over 5,000 guests over six years. Amazing that we haven't run out of people to talk to. So we want you to join us. Please do. The 20th at 7 p.m. Running out of people to talk to, <laughs> as if. There's a lot of people in the horse world, we've learned. Um, the, uh, we, have two thi- we have three things planned for you today. The first thing is we're going to do an auditor book review. Our good auditors who, uh, who pay to be an auditor of the Horse Radio Network are the ones who get, uh, get the free books now and do uh, book reviews for us. And we have uh, Mona Wheeler coming up to do a book review for us. We're going to hear from her. Mona, by the way, is, is about eight months and uh, three and a half weeks pregnant. She, wow. She's due next week. So we're hoping so that she makes it to the book review. She's doing a lot of reading. <laughs> yes, that's, exactly. That's pretty much all you can do when you're that far along. She said, she posted her picture on Facebook, and she's very pregnant, let me tell you. Mona, we love you, and we wish you the best with your baby. We'll talk to you in a minute. And then we have coming up our Tack and Habit segment. We're going to talk about something we've never talked about in six years, and that's spreaders. We've never talked Ooh. about manure spreaders. So we're going to have the people from Mill Creek Spreaders on, and they're going to talk to us about what to look for in your first spreader. What should you buy, you know? Because there's different sizes, and there's different makes, and it's just, do you want ground-driven, or do you, you know, it's just all this stuff. BTO, what do you want? So there's all this stuff that you have to think about when you're getting a spreader, and we're we're hopefully going to help you out with that. And then, a very special treat to end the show, we are going to play for you the entire first episode. Episode number one that we did August the 8th of 2008. And in this episode, we kind of explained what we're going to do with the show. And I don't think we actually ever ended up doing any of it. So it'll be a chuckle for you, those of you that have listened from day one and go, well, they never did that. Well, they never did that. Well, that's because that things change along the way. You live and learn, right? You, you do. I'm, I have no idea what you just said, but okay. <laughs> and neither did we when we had episode number one. <laughs> All I got was we're going to play the entire first episode. I, I really, and then you panicked that. because you knew how bad it was. So <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe my brain went down an old road. <laughs> so we're going to do that to round out the show as a special treat for everyone. All right, let's get started. Let's head on over to Auditor Mona Wheeler, who's going to give us a book review right after we hear from EasySignsOnline.com. Easy Signs Online is the official sign company of the Horse Radio Network. This week's product highlight are their personalized nameplates. Perfect for horse stalls, tack rooms, lockers, bedroom doors, dog kennels, or whatever you can think of. Choose from hundreds of online graphics to further customize the nameplates from EasySignsOnline.com. Made from one half inch thick solid PVC signboard, these colorful and unique one-sided nameplates are three and a half inches by 16 inches and are designed for durability, long-term indoor or outdoor use. They are only $39.95 each, and remember, free shipping on most orders over $100. Visit them at easysignsonline.com. 
Hi, Mona. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it and for, for doing a book review for us. Now, I did mention in your introduction that you were very, very pregnant. You're, you're due when? I'm due on Monday. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> on Monday. Not like in three weeks, like on Monday. On Monday. <laughs> you show us, like, I'm due in about like an hour. You know what? After talking to us, she's going to have this baby today. <laughs> she'll, be, <laughs> she'll be in. That was traumatic. I can't take it. <laughs> well, you, uh, this is not your first though, right? No, I have two other kids. Oh, well, this will be oh, easy. All right. Yeah, She's no problem. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Two hours and done. She'll be driving herself to the hospital. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're trying to give you a boost of confidence here, Mona. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> I can barely sit behind the wheel, so... <laughs> <laughs> You know, that was one of the things that was that I found the most difficult at the end of the pregnancy was like your body just has no resemblance to what it usually looks like. And it's not so much what it looks like. It's just how it functions, like driving or, you know, squeezing in through tight places or tying your shoes or seeing your feet, <laughs> you know, getting up yeah, and down, you, you know, <laughs> just that ease of being of walking around without an extra 30 pounds of weight in your belly. But then it's such an awkward spot for an extra 30 pounds, too. It is an awkward spot. Yes, yes, yes. So you do a lot of reading. I don't think it would have been easier if they popped out the back. That wouldn't have made it any easier. <laughs> Shut up, Glenn. You know, just really. <laughs> just saying. Oh. <laughs> God. And I you saw, are, you know how they say somebody's all baby, uh, meaning that you haven't gained weight anywhere but the belly? That's you. I saw your picture you posted. It's like all in the belly. Good for That's you. That's what everybody says, but I feel like I am a giant. <laughs> When's the last time you actually saw and rode a horse? Um, about a year ago, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I... I found this great opportunity. This girl was pregnant and she owns a barn and she was looking for someone to exercise her horses for free. As long as it was someone who was, you know, capable of riding to a, an extent. And I got this opportunity to do this and then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> of course, that's how it goes. <laughs> oh boy. Now you also have a real job, don't you? I have a sort of real job. <laughs> you you want to tell everybody what you do? Well, I'm a waitress at that, a restaurant chain. You can, yeah, you can say it. It's Logan's, right? Well, yeah. Well, I was at Logan's up until a few months ago. Now I'm at Chili's. Oh, I like Chili's better anyway than Logan's. So good for you. <laughs> now I'm hungry. <laughs> we gave up on Logan's down here. Uh, uh, there goes the sponsorship if they're ever going to sponsor. But I never even heard of Logan's. Yeah, That's it's a steakhouse. It's uh, like a steakhouse, uh -huh. but they, they, the one here in Ocala wasn't so good. So we always, instead, we go to the Chili's. So I'm with you there, girl. I'm with you. Yeah, the Logan's here is not that good either, and I wasn't really making any money. <laughs> You know, I don't know what it is. They were good for years ago. They used to be great, and then they, they've gone downhill recently. I don't know what's up with that, but that's not why we called you. We, and there goes the sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, for yeah that ain't happening. But we get <laughs> chilies instead, so that'd be good. Either one works. Yeah. Um, Logan's, I could learn to love you again. Just send a check. All right, here we go. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to review a book. What book did we send you? Um, we, I got Writing Baranca. 
Okay, so tell us a, what what is the book about? Um, it's it, it's actually a journal. It takes about a year. It's by Laura Chester, and it chronicles her riding for about a year. Uh, she rides usually in Arizona, but also in foreign countries like Australia and India. I was going to ask you what makes it interesting because I could do a journal about my you know riding escapades for a year and it wouldn't be interesting at all. But she actually traveled and did it. Yes, wow. she travels some, but most of the book really she stays at home. Huh. So what you what did you find? Was it interesting? Did it keep your attention? Um, it was it was kind of interesting. I don't think it was written for my age group. Okay, so this was ah. written for a younger, older. Um, I would say probably midlife woman. Okay. Um, maybe maybe a single woman or a woman going through a lot of changes in her midlife. So. Yeah. So the the title. Finding Freedom and Forgiveness on the Midlife Trail. Kind of. Yeah. Right. So, oh, so it really so, does. So you're, you're reading this going, oh, God, I got that to look forward to? I know. Really. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm still having babies. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe it'll give you a little insight into... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Well, I don't know. Did it end up being a good result in the end or a bad result? Because that's going to determine whether you actually want to get there or not. Yeah, no kidding. Um, it wasn't bad. Um, it, it set up like a journal, and then it looks like she went in afterward and put in some extra thoughts. Okay. So you get the journal entries, and then underneath that, you get kind of this blurb or a flashback about something that, like a memory that it triggered. And she had a pretty hard life, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, well, her parents weren't happily married, but they stayed married because that's what she did. And um, she just, she doesn't remember being unhappy as a child, but looking back, she realizes that her childhood was not that great. And her relationship with her mother is really awful. She uh, actually makes the comment in the book that she likes her mother now more that she has Alzheimer's than she did before. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You're making me really want to go out and get this book here. I uh, know. This Mona. is uplifting. <laughs> okay. So were there any interesting adventures? You don't have to tell us what they were, but were there any interesting adventures while she was overseas riding? Um, yeah. Well, she had a lot of interesting rides. She talked about those and. um one of the ones that I thought that was the most interesting was actually one that took place in Arizona instead of overseas because she rides out there in the desert mm-hmm. and she comments on the illegal aliens that are coming over and she sees them like running from her because they're afraid that she's a border patrol person and and she has to mm-hmm. go armed when she goes riding. You know, you don't think about this stuff because, you know, we hear about it on the news. But there's actually people that live there, you know? So, you know, you don't think about the people that actually live there, you know, and, and are in the middle of all of this. So that that, that is interesting because you don't... It's not something you think about every day. Right, right. Yeah. So, okay. Was, so it, you, would you, was it well, well written, at least? Did, did it flow? Did you find at least that the was. words were... Okay. Okay. She's an incredibly accomplished author. She's been writing since the 70s. And she's got like 25 books published, poetry, prose, nonfiction, and fiction, and a lot of children's books, too. So that that was the main reason why I kept reading, because she's a really good writer. Ah, I like that. 
So you would recommend it for somebody maybe 40 up, female, yeah. female 40 up, which is 90% of our audience. Um, okay. Definitely. Cool. Well, I know you can find it on Amazon. Uh, you, it's called Riding... Br- See, the title gets me. I can't even say yeah. it. Baranka? I think so. Riding the Now, I will say this on Amazon. I'm on on there now, and she's gotten five stars from 17 people. So it's doing very well on Amazon, um, you know, as far as reviews are concerned. It's only $12. So, you know, it's it's a pretty inexpensive book. Well, if you can, you know, if you can relate to the content then and, and you combine that with her, the quality of her writing, it's, it doesn't surprise me that it would get some really nice, some good stars. So <laughs> if we, we you, you know how we do it. We do it by the number of flakes in a bale. So when there's six yes. flakes in a bale, what would you give it? Um, I would give it four flakes for me personally but five and a half flakes for the right audience. Oh, look at awesome. That. I, I love that. What a considerate flake giver you are. <laughs> what a considerate flake you are. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> oh, as if. I wouldn't be too far off. <laughs> Well, Mona, thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you doing this before you had the baby because you're going to be busy. You won't be reviewing a book for a while. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, good luck. We're be thinking about you. Thanks. Thanks for labor early. Next yes, week, we will. Yes, we will. And next week, well, we follow. You know, we're friends on Facebook. So next week, uh, when we do our special anniversary episode, we will give a report about how Mona did. Uh, so yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep everybody informed. Uh, yeah, but I really wanted to be uh, involved in that, but I, I don't. I don't think I can make the commitment. I think you'll be kind of busy. I think you got <laughs> You'll have other things on your plate. So, Mona, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it, and thanks again for being an auditor. Uh, that means a lot to us. A whole lot. It's super exciting. I'm a big, big fan. Stable Soup is what I started with. Yay! Yay! Then you started way, way back, didn't you? Uh, 2010. Yeah, you, yeah, you've been around a while. Okay. <laughs> you only missed the first two years, and at the end of this episode, we're going to play episode number one. So, yeah. well, that's okay. She missed the first. You know, those are the two years we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it took us two years to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mona. Thank you, Mona, Thank and good you. luck. Thanks. Well, if you want to be an auditor just like uh, Mona is and and get the benefits of hearing our blooper reels and getting to review products and books as we get them in and and some other special things as well, then you can uh, just go to StableScoop.com, click on the big banner in the middle of the page, and you can do it for as little as $1 a month. And it helps support uh, the hosts get 50% of that money divided up amongst them. And uh, and it helps keep the uh, network afloat. So we really appreciate the support of all. I think it's sixty auditors now. Wow! Woohoo! Yeah, so, so we're happy with that, and we're happy with people like Mona, who've been with us for a long time. Yeah. And still and still hang in there. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, I heard, I heard, I talked to one of our sponsors the other day, and they sponsor the driving radio show. And they had some people that came, carriage driving people, who came across the country from Arizona. 
and they listened to our shows the entire trip, the three days it took them to get from Arizona. They, that's all <laughs> that's they awesome. did was listen to Horse Radio Network shows from, from one coast to the other. So that's kind of neat, huh? I can't believe they didn't get sick of us. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe they didn't get sick. Um, but yeah, they did. They stuck with it. <laughs> they stuck with it. That's great. All right, well, let's get to uh, our Tack and Habit segment brought to you by RidingWarehouse.com. This Tack and Habit segment is brought to you by RidingWarehouse.com. So today we have a special guest with us to talk about this particular topic. I got thinking a couple weeks ago, I said, what's something that Helene and I have not talked about in six years? And, and you know what? We've talked about a lot of different stuff when it comes yeah. to products, yeah. uh, and especially at all the ADAs we've been to. And by the way, we're heading off to ADA tomorrow, so we'll be there this weekend. Right. Hopefully get a bunch more recordings for our Tag and Habit segments coming up. But uh, the uh, one thing I realized we'd never talked about was spreaders, manure spreaders. And, you know, getting rid of the manure is something we all have to deal with. And some people have uh, dumpsters they have to put it in some people throw it in the woods uh we have the we have a sinkhole a big sinkhole that we put it in um so you know people deal with it different ways and a lot of people spread it we used to spread it when we had our big farm and i know you you mentioned when i brought this up that you were thinking about getting a spreader and and actually spreading it at your farm yeah i do because um well you know my yeah (laughs) my horses eat uh our grass so, and we have two big fields that we rotate. So I think it's really good. Um, oh yeah. You'd be able to do that then. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very necessary thing to do. I mean, they have to be fertilized. What's that? How do you get rid of it now? The manure. My manure pile? Yeah. Um, or is it just well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's there. It, it never quite gets any smaller, but it also doesn't get any bigger because when it composts, we turn it, and then um, I use the compost underneath to put in the gardens. Ah, the and the black, neighbors take the it. black yeah. gold. The black gold, yeah. And it's let me tell you, oh, oh my god, I took I weeded my gardens right from like I have raised beds, and we grow some f- flowers and fruits and vegetables, and I threw some of the weeds in the manure pile. Those weeds were four feet tall <laughs> in two weeks. I am not kidding you. So we've got really good manure, and we've got a lot of things that we need to, to fertilize. So I'm thinking that a spreader would be the way to go. All right. Well, let's uh, talk to – we're going to have Tracy no- Noel. Noel? N-O-E-L? Noel? We're going to have Tracy Noel on with us, who is from Mill Creek Spreaders, and they're out of Pennsylvania, right near where I grew up. Well, hi, Tracy. Welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Thank you very much. We're glad to be here. All right. So I got to tell you, right, I got to be totally honest with you, Tracy, right off the bat. I have a love-hate relationship with manure spreaders. And it, it, it goes okay. back because you're going to appreciate this. Because everybody that starts out like Jennifer and I did with very little money and a farm and you just don't have a lot of money, we end up buying a, a 40-year-old manure spreader from the auction, right? <laughs> Which is what everybody does yeah. when they first start out. And the thing, the chain keeps breaking, and there's always something wrong with it. Then I had to replace the floorboards. Then in the wintertime, it kept freezing. And uh, what a nightmare having a 40-year-old spreader was. So I, I recommend everybody go to Mill Creek and get a new one. Don't bother with the old ones. They're a pain in the butt. Just saying. 
I had to get it oh, off my definitely. chest. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Glenn. Oh, man, it was, uh, you know, we liked having a spreader when it worked, but, you know, this was 40 years old. It was old. Uh, it that was is an, very old. Yeah, it was an old spreader. It had seen and its not days. Not much works at 40, Glenn. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I can attest to that. <laughs> So let's well, talk. We do have customers. We have customers who have twenty-year-old spreaders that'll still work, that are still working fine. So uh, might depend on the brand that you got. Yeah, but, you no, know nowadays. Yeah. It was a no-name brand. The name had long worn off. So, you know, oh, God. Yes. Well, okay, I'm glad it wasn't a Mill Creek thing. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> so let's talk about spreaders today. Because we could spend an hour on this, and we don't have an hour. So let's just go here. If somebody's lurk at looking at getting their first spreader, what kind of things do they have to take into consideration? Well, that's a great question, um, and there's so many reasons to have a spreader. For one thing, you know, your manure piles are breeding grounds for flies and vermin. You just don't want them around, not to mention the neighbors probably don't like them. And plus, when you're spreading, you are you are putting natural fertilizer back on your fields and pastures. You're putting the phosphorus and potassium back. Um, so there's fertilizer money you don't have to go spend, too. So just, to, just uh, wanted to mention a quick advantage there, the biggest one probably being the fly control. Um, and not having that nasty manure pile. And people are able to spread directly on pastures. Um, you know, not everybody has the luxury of having extra room for a pasture the horses aren't using. That's perfectly fine if you have uh, a good warming program in place in your herd. So I wanted to mention that. And then when you actually start looking at spreaders, there's um, many factors to consider. A lot of people start out with wondering if they will be able to pull it with maybe their lawn tractor, whatever they have handy. And so that's important. Make sure that your spreader, if you if you only have a small utility vehicle or a lawn tractor, that you can get a model that you can pull with that. Uh, you don't want to be trying to pull it with your pickup truck or something. Um, oh, we did that so a few times. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Mill Creek offers ground-driven and PTO models, and there's some that you can order either way. So, okay, the, the, what's the difference then between ground-driven and PTO? Because I'm listening very carefully because I have the ideal setup for a manure spreader, oh. but I only have a John Deere riding tractor mower. Okay, yeah. okay. So, then, so tell yeah, us the difference. Probably, yes, so the ground-driven operates, you know, if, the, if your vehicle is moving, then the beaters are turning in the back and the manure is going out. If you're not moving, then nothing's happening. The PTO is turned from the, you know, the hookup, PTO hookup in a bigger tractor, and that is, you know, electrically driven, and, and your feeders are going to move whenever the PTO is turning. Ah. So there's some people that don't want to mess with PTOs. They can be a little scary sometimes. But then there's others that really appreciate the convenience, you know, of having a tractor that they can hook up to various implements very quickly and easily. Um so it just kind of depends on what kind of vehicle you no, have. And the one big tractor. advantage to a PTO, too, is you can actually have, uh, Helena, like if you were to back the spreader up to the woods, let's say, or for some reason, you needed to dump it all in one place, you can back it up, you can run the PTO without the tractor moving. Exactly. Um, and put it, yep. and, people, and people use that method to transfer manure from a pile out to the fields if they've been stockpiling, say it's in the winter and they don't want to spread, then you have a big pile, then yes, you can, you can, uh, it's easier to unload onto a pile. 
Yeah. Oh, there definitely yeah. is that advantage to it. With the, yep, with a small tractor like yours or with smaller tractors or your gator or if they're pulling it with some kind of gator, uh, then you, w- you won't have a PTO available. So the ground-driven right. is the way to go. Right. And, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And we have a very easy-to-use hitch that, you know, people have no problem with that. So um, the other nice thing that we have is a, what we call our dolly wheel jack stand, which is uh, makes the spreader easy to move even when it's fully loaded. You can get that on some of our models, so you can push that thing around um, in your barn or out to your tractor if you don't have, you know, quite the door width to get the whole rig inside, whatever you need to do. So that's something to think about, too, okay. is having that dolly wheel. It folds away out of out of the way when you don't need it. And are a lot of people using their, their gators and their kabutas and that kind of thing? They're Absolutely. All, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, we have many customers that are very happy to have the ability to use the, the smaller tractors. So, yep. We now, have five models that you can pull with that. So, and I know you guys make. Uh, uh, we'll we'll get into what they're made out of here. But I have one question before okay. that. You make all different sizes. How do you know what yes, size? Do. How do you know what size you need? You know, is there is there a standard? Like, I got two horses. I need this size. I got seven horses. I need this size. Yes, we we offer suggestions on that, and just depends on what kind of capacity you want. We have models anywhere from. People with one to two horses all the way up to more than 25. You can imagine when that one's pretty big. Uh, but the little ones are, we have economy uh, models that just will uh, will take care of, like I said, the, the one to two or even one to three horses for the slightly bigger one. And then you get into the more uh, the traditional size. So it just depends on how many horses you have. It, has, it depends on how many trips you want to make to your field. It depends on maybe how wide the doorways are in your barn or your stalls. If you want to pull the spreader right up to the stall door, that saves any kind of having to put it in a muck bucket and dumping it. So that's the quickest thing. So there's those there are those factors. And pretty much, yes, definitely number of horses. Um, whether you want to be able to maybe not spread every single day, but you want a bigger capacity so you can maybe let it sit for a day. It just kind of depends. But we will tell you our favorite thing that we say, we've never had a customer call and say, gosh, I really should have bought a smaller spreader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Usually true. they wish they had a bigger one. So just about, you know, people often want to wind up wanting to trade up even if they just have one or two horses. So the convenience factors. So. That's good to know. So maybe you should think yes. about buying buying the most spreader you can buying afford. Buying the most that you can afford, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's now, a, that's a, that now that's the question that's on everybody's mind. So we are all, we're horse people, so all of our money goes yes. into keeping our horses sound and fed. Where do these start? Let's say, let's go from like your basic, you know, backyard farm all the way up to um, what would be appropriate for like, a, you know, a boarding facility that's got 25 horses. Well, that's, that would be our biggest model, the 127. That holds 140 cubic feet of manure. Um, wow. So wow. For over 25 horses. Yeah. So you can imagine if you have a really big operation, you might even have, you might even wind up filling that up twice. People, I've noticed people do tend to put more in them than we even say they'll hold. So there's <laughs> no. that. Oh, we it. had that thing. We had that spreader so maxed out. And then Jennifer yep. used to hop up and down on it. She used to get up in there and smash oh, it all goodness. down so you could fit more. No wonder it always broke. 
<laughs> yeah, that probably didn't help. <laughs> we do, I do. I have talked to. We we um have a number of um testimonials available on our Facebook page for people to look at. There's some on our blog and our website too. But you can read about how people actually use them. And as I mentioned, a lot of people do go and spread directly on their fields, even the horses are in another part of the field. And they do they do just fine. And then other people have enough land that they're able to spread on field. You know, they're able to rotate their pastures. They That's what we to used that. to do. We used to rotate. Yeah. Now you yeah. also make so, yeah. you make stainless steel ones, which uh, is we a little bit do. different. Yeah. Yes, we are the first and only manufacturers of stainless steel compact spreaders. If you want a spreader that you pretty much never are going to have to worry about, that's the way to go. Our premium SS line is, yes, we offer that in all of our models except for the economy because those are galvanized steel. Um, and it is absolutely, we are so proud of it. It's We guarantee it for life against rust through. So that is going to be the spreader that you have pretty much forever. Um, because normally what wears out is the mechanics will still be working fine, but you're going to wind up with some rust in the body. Um, our deluxe models also have the Rhino lining, which is that spray-on truck bed liner. And so that is that definitely helps with rust prevention, too. But the ultimate is our new stainless. So we're very excited to be able to offer that to our customers. And pretty much everything we do does come out of customer requests. We had people saying, you know, Please build me a spreader that I don't ever have to worry about. So that's where we came up with that. And, and, they, and also wanna... our sizes. Uh, our uh, sizes came out of customer need, too. I mean, I just spoke to a gentleman who has our very first um, Model 37, and that's for um, uh, four to six horses. He has the very first one ever made because he basically called us up and said, hey, your 27 is a little too small and the 15 is a little too big. How about something in between? And we said, okay. So we try to be um, very much aware of what our customers are wanting in the marketplace. And we've been like that for the entire 30-year history of the company. And That's we, amazing. Uh, and That's I think the, we have yeah. to clarify, too, that they are American-made. They're made in Honeybrook, Pennsylvania, right where I yes, grew up. They Lanc- are. Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, yep. um, where they know a lot about manure. Uh, there's a lot of manure yes, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> yes, they are handcrafted. We have, and they are made in our very own factory. And we also pride ourselves in the fact that when you call us for service, which uh, you will get a live person standing in our factory ready to help you who knows pretty much everything there is to know about Mill Creek spreaders. And we stock parts for every model that we've ever manufactured as well. And that's um, important because things, you know, occasionally do break. You get a rock in there or whatever, you, you yep. know, whatever you, you happens. Might, or you, you, you're yeah. silly and you put frozen manure in it. Yeah, like me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. So sometimes that can cause a problem. But um, a really important thing about Mill Creek spreaders to remember is that we have the lowest maintenance of any manure spreaders out there because we have sealed bearings. You never need to grease the bearings. Oh, is that right? Um, yes. Yes. We're the only ones that offer that. So a little bit of, you know, WD-40 That is important because that, that was something mm-hmm. that we failed to do and that 90% of people failed to do is grease the bearings on a regular basis and then they all seize up and then you have to replace those. So, and then you're in big trouble. Yeah. Yep. So, the, Helena, the that is an important the, point. Grease the bearings, yeah, that's going to yeah, be a special point. Yeah, the gentleman with the, I spoke to you, has, the, has the, the, the first, like I said, the first 37 that we ever made. It's about 20 years old. And all the mechanics still work, but he did have rusting on the sidewall. 
but he was determined. He is a welder and decided to build his own new sidewalls. So we're <laughs> we're about to feature. We even sent him new decals, so it'll still stay still say Milk Creek Spreaders on it. <laughs> and we're about to publish that little story in our testimonials because we think it's so neat. So, um, but yeah, the mechanics still work. He did have to replace an apron chain. Um, and actually, our newer apron chains are all, are all hardened steel or stainless steel. So they're much less prone to break. And what she's talking about there, Helena, is that uh, it's a chain drive that makes it all move back, that pushes the yes. manure back. That goes right. underneath have, and comes around. Yeah. Right. Now, okay. let's... Uh, little bars. Before we run out of time, we have to ask price okay. range. Are we looking, you know, 1000 2000 to 20000 What are we looking at as a price range? Well, as a price range, you're looking at, for our very least expensive, and people are sometimes surprised to hear this because there is an impression that manure spreaders are expensive, and you know you're getting the best quality with Snow Creek, but you can get into an economy model for about $1,300. So that's um, a good thing to know. And then, yes, they do They do start, and then if you go to the SS model, like at the very top end, you're going to be spending some more. So, um, but that is... Uh, completely up to our customers, and we have we have 26 different configurations, so you're sure to find something that works for you. You can get mm. yourself a custom manure spreader. Hasn't everybody wanted yeah. one of those? <laughs> I don't know about racing stripes. <laughs> we will do. We will do um, hot pink. Is, oh, there is, you go, is, Helena. You yeah, can have the only hot pink manure spreader in Rhode Island. <laughs> Works for me. Works for me. Yes. You know, those um, are actually pretty popular with some people. We, 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 and we actually, uh, yeah, we, anybody that uh, bought a spreader last October, we gave some money to Susan G. Cohen because, uh, and we did sell a couple of spring pink spreaders during that promotion. So. <laughs> Milk Creek spreaders are actually endorsed by Julie Goodnight, star of Horse Master with Julie Goodnight. She's owned one of our spreaders for over nine years and uses it every day. One of the things I want to point out, too, is that if you if your farm is a small business, that um, to purchase a piece of equipment like this, you are you can qualify to get um, a loan uh, from the Small Business Administration, the U.S. Small Business Administration. You can get like, you know, up to seventy five hundred dollars for uh, to purchase equipment like this. And it's pretty easy. Wow. That's, yeah, that's really good to know. Yeah, I'm glad you're telling your listeners about. That. You can actually so. even go up higher. They can give loans up to fifty thousand dollars. They're called micro loans, and so yeah. if if this is something that you really want to add to your business and you think it's going to to help you, um, definitely look uh, do a quick search for small business lenders in your state and um, talk to somebody about getting a loan. I'm. I, one of my clients says it, and I see it happen all the time, and this is the perfect situation for those kinds of it funds. It definitely is, because you can also prove that it's an environmentally sound and responsible thing to be doing, is spreading your manure. So that you, I would only think that would help. So, And we do sell through our network of dedicated viewers across the country, and all people need to do is give us a call at our 800 number, and we'll be happy to direct them to their nearest dealer. So and, that is, um, that's and if you do that, too. tell them you heard about it here on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Oh, definitely, yes. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And now we are educated on spreading manure. I hope <sighs> so. <laughs> Which is a lot better than flinging it, because that's usually what I do. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. You're welcome. And, of course, you can find them at MillCreekSpreaders.com or on Facebook or Twitter. I follow them on Twitter as well. So MillCreekSpreaders.com is where you can find the links to everything you need to know about their spreaders. 
This Tack and Habit segment was brought to you by RidingWarehouse.com, your one-stop online tack shop. A huge selection of your favorite products and brands, but also including really unique and hard-to-find items like knee patch and full-seat riding jeans with cargo pockets, rigging converters, and a wide variety of bitless bridles. Listeners of the Horse Radio Network can use the coupon code RADIO for 15% off their order this month only, plus free shipping over $50 or $5 for second-day air, and a return policy like no other in the business and that is free returns for one year both ways. You can find it all at ridingwarehouse.com. Give them a chance and save 15%. Use the coupon code RADIO at checkout. Well, there you go. Everything you wanted to know about spreaders and more. Poop. Poop. (laughs) We can always talk about about poop. poop. We are lucky here in that we have a big hole in the ground that we put it in. So there's sinkholes all over our development because it was once a phosphorus mine. And what? Yes. And so these sinkholes have developed in almost every property in of the 400 properties on, in this development. There are these big sinkholes. And I'm talking uh, 30, 40 feet wide and about 40 feet deep. We're talking That's big a little sinkholes. scary. There's big sinkholes. And uh, so the neighbor right behind the barn where we have uh, has a big sinkhole, and that's where they put the manure. And we've been, apparently, there have been manure being put in there for about 10 years. And we have filled the hole about a quarter. <laughs> that's a oh. So we got to go another 20, 30 years till that hole's filled uh, with manure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we do with it. We put it in a hole, we dump it in the hole. Okay. But you know what? You got these uh, big, you know, holes in the ground. You might as well do something with them, right? Yeah. Well, I guess. I don't <laughs> sinkholes all over. That's a little scary, especially after that house fell into a huge sinkhole. I know, and that was down in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we're confident our house is not going to fall in a sinkhole. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. With all the rain we've been having, it just might. Well, we, uh, you got some excitement going on at the place that your farm in, in Rhode Island? I do have some excitement today. Well, actually, this will air on Friday, but um, so we're taping on Thursday. So in about an hour, actually, I'm expecting a second horse on the property. Right now, it's just Brody living here all by his lonesome self. Aw. Just fine. Poor guy. I know. All I know. Lonely. He's, He's very happy. He's got lots of people who come and visit him. Our neighbors are here from the summer, and there's always something going on. So he's he's quite happy, but I know he would be thrilled to have a buddy. And we have decided to free lease an elderly horse who is um, – he was a 4-H horse, and he belongs to a college girl who lives in my town, and she's heading off to Washington, D.C. for her first year of college. And would like to leave him someplace where she feels comfortable and he'll be lightly ridden and taken well care of. So we've made an agreement that he will come and live with us and he will be our sort of bomb-proof guest horse. And uh, keep Brody company. He looks just like Brody. Oh, really? Yep. Only He's an appy. He's a lot older. He's very healthy. I didn't know there were this many appies in New England. I, or do you have know, the only I, two? <laughs> you know what? I still know nothing about appies. Grace was asking me the other day. She's like, Mom, what kind of coat pattern does Brody have? And I, I was like, you know what, Grace? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I keep saying I'm going to look it up, and I just never do. So, yeah. So this will be our second appy. Again, he, he's got the same exact coat pattern as Brody. Um, 
and healthy and happy, rideable, you know, lightly rideable, totally sound. And he's just got a little bit of a sway back. Okay, a lot of a sway back. <laughs> but uh, he, he's absolutely, he's just, he seems like a very comfortable older gentleman. He'll be perfect for Buck. He'll be perfect for Grace to take out on the trail so I can teach her how to, you know, start riding out outside of the ring. And um, anybody who wants to come and get a taste of horses who, you know, who doesn't have any experience, I think he'll be good. You know, that is important. We, you know, you just, you, 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 riding alone is okay, but it's certainly a lot more fun to have occasionally somebody to ride with, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're hoping to, I'm hoping to turn my, my non-horsey boyfriend into a horsey boyfriend. Yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he wants it. He's got two daughters who are I hope this horse is bummed. You know, but getting a bomb-proof horse for him to ride is a good move there, Helena. That's a good move. You think? We, we don't want a negative experience to start this whole process. You think? I know. Yeah. <laughs> if nothing else fails, he could do what I did and go, I don't know, that's not for me. I'm going to drive. And then you have to get a cart and a harness and another horse. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I can't do that. <laughs> He's going to ride, damn it. <laughs> so anyway, so his name is Calypso, and he's due here oh, in a couple cool hours. Name. And I was out this morning weed whacking. So here's the funny thing. So Brody's been home. You know, I've had him for a few years now. And um, in my front field, so I have the barn and a barnyard that has split rail fencing and some stone walls. And then I have a field that's right next to it that's maybe, it's not very big. Maybe it's like three quarters of an acre. Maybe it's an acre. Or just under an acre. So that has a combination of split rail fencing, stone wall, you know, forest on the other side. But I have two strands of hot tape that run all along the perimeter. And it's been hot up until last winter. And I never really took the time to recharge the the fence because Brody's just so happy. He never, like, tries to go anywhere. There's always plenty of grass, you know, always something to do. So, of course, I'm like, all right, well, this little guy, he's really not interested in going outside of the fence. There's plenty for them to eat. His owner says he's not the type to challenge fences at all. I'm like, I'll get the new charger. We'll work on it. Let's just get this horse here. Don't you know, yesterday morning, I'm up before the crack of dawn. It's like 4.30 in the morning. I'm sitting down at my desk. I'm about to work. And this shadow or something moves outside the window. So I thought the wind had blown over the, the patio umbrella that's on my patio. And then I'm like, no, that, that wasn't the patio umbrella. I get up and I look out the back door and I see... Hoping it's sh- not somebody waiting to break into the house. <laughs> I know, I know. So I, so I see this shape and I'm like, oh, it's just a deer. Because we have deer here all the time. We have deer, coyote, all kinds of things. I'm like, oh, it was just a deer walking by. And I'm like, looking at it. Now, all I have is the moonlight. So it's the, the night after the full moon. I'm like, that's a big-ass deer. Holy cow, that's a big deer. And he's very relaxed. He's not really in a hurry to get anywhere. So I look a little closer, and I'm like, I've never really seen a white deer. Like, what a light coat color. And his butt is so big and round. (laughs) I swear (laughs) to God I'm having this conversation with myself. And it takes me, like, another 30 seconds to realize it's my horse. (laughs) It's Brody just walking by the back patio in my office window, like, no big deal. So it's 4.30 in the morning. It's dark out. I got to go catch him. 
Which, of course, he decides he wants to gallop around the gardens. Yeah, that's you know, always when they want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he goes around once, and then he's like, what's going on? What do, you, what do you got? I lead him back into the barnyard, and I shut him in his stall for the for the night. And then I have to wait until the sun comes up so I can see where the breach in the fencing was. So he must have walked through the two-strand because there was no breach. There was no break in the fence anywhere. He had to have walked through it, not gotten zapped, just kept going, and then found, you know, a leak in the system. <laughs> uh, time to get that fixed before the new horse comes. I or they'll both so, be playing uh, Let's Walk Through the Fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was out there weed whacking this morning to make sure that there was nothing going to suck the charge out of the hot wire once I turned the, uh, the charger back on. There you go. Never <laughs> tell moment. But that's good. It's good that he got out like two nights ago because, you know, if I brought a new horse here, I never would have realized that it was that easy for them to get out. So Right, right. Yeah, that was we'll the look test. At as yeah, as so I'm very excited to lesson. have this good. horse here. Very yeah. good. I yeah. really didn't think there was another horse with Brody's color. He's so different that I didn't he think he was different. I guess yeah. I don't know what you would call it. Like a he, oh, he's spotted. Oh, he's like spotted a spotted roan yeah. appy. Yeah. I don't know. Red roan appaloosa. Varnish right. roan. Maybe he's a varnish roan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's it. Look at that. I just googled it. He's a varnish roan. It's a varnish roan. It's varnish unique. roan. It's a unique Descri- color. Describes yeah. a horse with a coloration similar to a roan, but with some changes in color over the years, though not to the extreme of a gray. Huh. There you go. Varnish roan. But he's Brody's mostly white. Oh, yeah. The varnish roan pattern often appears to spread from the white of any original markings. This color pattern is best known in the Appaloosa. Well, you'll have to uh, post a picture of him. It's been a long time since you posted a picture on Stable Scoops, so now everybody can yeah. see the color you're talking about. So go ahead and post a picture on Stable Scoops. I face, know. Facebook I'm just, for everybody. Hey, you know what? I'm just excited that I've discovered what the name of my horse's color pattern is. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We are going to send you off with episode one, the audio for episode one. I Probably a few of you heard this, but I bet you most of you haven't. This was, this was, and basically it was just Lean and I talking and t- discussing what we were going to do for the show. And remember, this was one of the first uh, horse podcasts out there. Uh, I don't think I've listened to that first show in a long time. I, I listened to pieces of it today just to make sure that we really wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I th- said, oh, okay, it was all right. So, yeah, but I, m- let's, those of you that listen to the show regularly will see many of the things that we didn't end up doing and there were probably a reason we didn't end up doing them because they were bad so (laughs) (laughs) this is us episode one we'll be back next week on the 20th for the live show 7 p.m eastern time we hope that you can join us and give us a call say hello we'd love to talk to as many listeners as we can that's next week on the 20th here's episode one of stable scoop from 2008 This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. Welcome to the introductory episode of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. The Stable Scoop Radio Show is part of the Horse Radio Network and can be found online at horseradionetwork.com. You can also go directly to the Stable Scoop Radio Show at stablescoops.com. Hey, Helena, it's so good to be on the air with you again. Oh, same here, Glenn. Boy, did I miss recording. I know. It's been, what, about a year since we were on the Talking Equine Network. 
Has it been that long? I think it has. I think it's been about a year. Well, that was a year too long. It's it's good to be back on the air and chatting about horses again. So I think there'll be some people very happy to hear us back and then some not so happy. <laughs> we, I think we, my husband is one of those not so happy ones. <laughs> we can uh we'll We'll play to the people who really do want to hear us back. Uh, if anybody didn't know, we were on a show called the Talking Equine Network. I believe that the website is still up there if they want to go back and listen to past episodes. We did quite a few. I think we did 20 to 30 episodes there. And then circumstances changed, and we ended up back here. Now let's talk a little bit about the Horse Radio Network and what what it's all about. Uh, the Horse Radio Network is going to be, this is the first show on the network, it's going to be a series of shows all about horses. We're going to cover many different topics, uh, subjects. We'll have shows that are specifically for specific disciplines. Uh, we're just doing all kinds of different things as far as the shows are concerned. They're all going to be fun. If anybody knows us, they know we don't take ourselves too seriously, and it's going to be a bit of an irreverent look at things. Now, the Stable Scoop Radio Show, talk a little bit about what we're doing specifically on this show. Okay. Stable Scoop Radio Show is going to be a weekly uh, show that will air every Friday. What makes this different than anything else out there is that it's put on by regular horse people for regular horse people. The regular horse people. We're going to talk about, it's different than than the Talking Equine Show, um, which is, as Glenn said, the last show that he and I worked on, uh, which focused on interviews with big name riders. So Stable Scoop is at the other end of the spectrum. It's going to be more of a variety show, and we'll have lots of cool segments. Um, we think you're really going to love it. It'll run the gamut, um, everything from news to stable spotlights, websites of the week, uh, listener emails, and a whole lot more. Uh, Glenn, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what we're going to cover from the news perspective? Yeah, well, every week we'll do a bit of news. We'll cover several stories, and then Helene and I will chat about it. We'll cover several stories. What's new? What's exciting? What's going on in the horse world? Maybe some some stories. If they've listened to us before, then know that some of the stories will be a little off off the beaten path. Not not always the mainstream stories. Uh, but the big story this week. I thought you were going to say off. Color. No, no, not off color. <laughs> that would but be right that, up our that, alley. <laughs> that will be a little bit <laughs> off the beaten path. Um, there, there's a trail riding bad pun there. So the biggest news, of course, this week is the Olympics and. The Olympics are starting on Friday, the day that this episode posts. And I'll tell you what, I went to NBC.com. If you want to see the Olympics this year and the horse stuff, forget watching it on TV. Watch it on the Internet. NBCOlympics.com has the coolest setup for watching the Olympics by video on there. And the neat part about it is they're going to cover all of the eventing, all of the dressage, the show jumping are all going to be covered on on the video portion of NBCOlympics.com. We all know they don't cover very much, and it always makes us mad every four years when they show two minutes of the eventing at the Olympics. And that's pretty much all you get to see. Well, here, you just go on there. There's a Watch Now button at the top of the click on that you have to install you have to install a little piece of software and it works uh, it's silverlight it's microsoft silverlight you install it on on your mac or your pc it worked out great on both i tried it on both today it's, it's like a plug-in it's a plug-in and essentially a, a plug-in right NBC. right well it's right. and it's actually silverlight which is a microsoft thing like flash so it'll okay. it'll download to your computer and it installed without any problems at all. 
And then you get this very nifty player that you can watch. It allows you to choose which sport you want to look, see what videos are already there, or watch them live. It's really cool how it's set up and how it works. And you can also watch four different sports at once. There's, there's a player in there that you'll, you'll see that you can actually watch with four different little screens and pick which one you want to highlight. Uh, it's really cool. <laughs> Today I was watching Ooh. soccer's already started. Uh, lady soccer's already started over there, and I, I was watching four soccer games at once, which for me was way too much soccer, but it was pretty yeah. cool how it all worked and how you could go back and forth between the games. It was really neat. Ooh. You know, they actually have a pretty cool feature up there about um, horse transport and uh, some photos and uh, videos of horses depart for Hong Kong. Yes. And, I, you know, I've personally never seen a jet stall, but I think that's kind of cool that, that a little more uh, background information. They have a lot of neat stuff, too, about the riders. They're down the links down the left, it says all sports. And under that, if you choose equestrian, there's all kinds of links and background about all the riders. It's really cool how they did it this year. The other cool thing is on the main link bar up at the top in the blue, there's one called TV and online listings. If you click on that, it's going to make you put in where you live so it knows locally what you'll see. But once you go in there, instead of clicking on TV, click on online, and it will show you by the day, day by day, you can pick a sport, and day, each day it'll show you what's on and what time. So you could watch it live, oh, and, too. And you can watch it, I think they're going to stream it live on the Internet as That's well. That's what I mean, you can watch it streaming live. Now, the streaming live on the Internet, Internet will not have any commentary. It'll just be the raw feed. So you, oh, ooh, you yeah, better. right, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you don't have to listen to to uh, some inane commentary about uh, about horses. You you can, and I noticed that the first one actually is Friday night. Friday night at seven, I think it's seven thirty is the start of eventing dressage. Seven thirty this Friday. This Friday night, night uh, the eighth. So it, that's actually happening online here the same time as the opening ceremonies. So they must have it delayed or on tape or something, or they have the opening ceremonies delayed. It might be the case. Um, so tape your opening ceremonies on TV and watch the start of uh, eventing on on your computer. And, you, you know, you, it might be a good idea, too, if you go to NBCOlympics.com slash equestrian and bookmark it. This way, every time you launch your web browser you can have this front, this portal page for the equestrian sports right there. And pretty much everything you want to do with regard to streaming or watching the um, Olympics is right there at your fingertips. That's a great idea. And it's funny because in the past, we've all talked about how we haven't liked the NBC coverage of the Olympics on mm. TV, but up their web department, I'm impressed with so far. Now, we'll see if it crashes with everybody watching at the same time. <laughs> so we'll see how long their website actually stays up. Uh, but I, well, the other cool thing is once you find a show on that listing, so if you go to TV and online listings, once you find a show that you actually want to watch, you can click on it and get yourself a reminder by email or by text message. It'll send you a text message 30 minutes before the show starts. So you can Ooh. set them all up ahead of time and keep getting text messages so you don't miss anything. Um if you're at work, wow. all I have to say is just be careful not to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody needs their jobs. Right now, everybody needs and they have, to pay for their horses. They have three different levels of viewing 
the video and downloading the video, they have three different levels there. So you, you can choose which level you want, and it will depend on your speed and connection. So if you have a slower connection, they still have a video option for you. Okay, good. So I think that's a great thing. Check it out. Have fun with it for the next couple of weeks. And I think one of the other things we're going to be talking about, uh, I'll let you go over, and on each episode, it, we're going to have a stable spotlight. That's right. Uh, well, being that our name is Stable Scoop, we thought it only appropriate that we spend some time chatting with stable owners from across the country. So each week, we will highlight a new stable. We'll talk with the stable manager or the barner and just talk about their is what they do. It will cover many different disciplines um, from the backyard barn to the high-profile professional barn. You know what? What happens in every barn, pretty much everybody listening to the show is going to be able to relate to. You might find some ideas. You might learn some things that you didn't know about before. And you know what? You might in and share some of your own ideas with us. So this is part of the Stable Scoop show that's really going to network and bring our listeners together. Somehow or another, we're all involved with some kind of stable. So I think the stable spot may be a really fun um, fun segment to this show. And seeing that I live so close to the Kentucky Horse Park, we have the 2010 games coming up. I live in Lexington. Everybody around here is very excited. There's a lot of construction being done on the roads, on hotels, and at the horse park right now in, in preparation for the 2010 games. Every two weeks, every second episode for the next uh, until 2010, we'll be having an update on the games, on the construction over at the horse park. I have some friends over there that are going to come on with us, and we'll go over what's going on, how the preparations are going, what's new. So I'm very excited that we're doing that segment and that people can look forward to hearing about the 2010 games. You know, Helena, they have uh, counters all over Lexington. These big counters, digital counters that are counting down the days to the 2010 games. Really? It's a very big deal around here. They're spending over $80 million just at the horse park and renovations. You know, I actually heard from a little bird that um, the town of Lexington, or maybe it's the city of Lexington, has made um, some changes to their bylaws that allow that or uh, limit the type of construction that can go on because they don't want all kinds of buildings and things going up just for these games. Is that true? Over near the park, that's true. Elsewhere in town, okay. that's not true. But over near okay. the park, they're not allowing anything to go up on uh, it's Ironworks Parkway there. They're not allowing anything to go up on Ironworks at all. So if you get off the exit there and go to the horse park, the horse park is right off an exit off the highway. You won't see any new construction there. Matter of fact, they were going to build a, a hotel right at the entrance to the horse park. They were going to build this big hotel, and it fell through, and we were all very happy it did. Oh, okay. I personally don't think they need a hotel right at the entrance to the horse park. We, we just thought it would elude. When you come, when you get off the exit there and view the ho horse park from the exit, it's beautiful because it sits down a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to look at a hotel. No, it's just beautiful the way it is now, and I just didn't want a hotel spoiling it. So all the locals here were very happy that fell through. Are there plenty of hotels now that, that will accommodate um, visitor games? There's a lot of hotels. Whether there's uh, enough to accommodate what they're expecting, which is up to a million visitors, I, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's a, 
my wife and I have actually thought about leaving town and renting out our house for that particular time. <laughs> we thought we could probably go to Hawaii for about the same amount of money we could rent our house out for. Um, <laughs> but then you'd miss the games. Right, no, then we'd miss That's the games. not an option. And hopefully we'll be recording at the games, so... Uh, oh, that would be exciting. Now, uh, also, let's do a little veterinarian talk every uh, every once in a while. Not every week, but every once in a while, we're going to talk vets. What we're going to do is we have several big, anybody who knows Lexington at all, has been to the horse parks, knows that the biggest of the biggest as far as veterinary clinics and research facilities are down here. And so we have uh, Rood and Riddle, Woodford, Haggard. Uh, are all right down in this area. So we want to get some of the vets on to talk about the up and not necessarily to do like we did on Talking Equine. We did an Ask the Vets episode. We want to do more of a segment on what's new, what's new in the research, what are the new treatments. So that's what, what we want to concentrate on in, in this show. So I think that would be fascinating for people. Great. And we are also going to have, um, as a regular segment, we- website of the week. So that's weekly segment. Um, and since Glenn and I are very much geeks, we will go out and highlight a very cool horse website each week. So for those of you who have a website, make sure it's neat and tidy because we're going to be out there looking for them. And we're going to talk about how easy they are to use, what they do for your business, uh, if you have any cool pictures up there. You know, your website really needs to work for you, so let's go out there and take a look at some horsey websites. Cool, that'll be fun. And this isn't just stables, actually. This is um, informational sites, fun sites, games, all kinds of cool sites. Yeah, we're, we're into the, the quirky, weird stuff, too. And one of the other things we want to do, and that you'll find on actually at, at the uh, horseradionetwork.com site, is a list of all the equestrian blogs out there. There's tons of people now that are figuring out blogs and starting to write blogs about, about themselves, about their horses, about their barns, about their competing. And what we're going to do is just get them on. We'll, we'll, have, we'll chat with them. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. So we'll, we'll try and get the good ones on and talk about, uh, basically talk about their blog and what they're doing and Hopefully, we can get you interested in following some of them. Some of them are really cool. When I was doing the research into this, there are some out there that are fabulous that if you just knew about them, you'd probably follow them. You, because they're addicting. They're exactly. addicting. Once you start to read one or two entries, then you can't wait to see what happens next. Right. I mean, it, it's, it, it's so cool. I, I got addicted to a couple of them, and I'm following a couple of them now. We'll actually talk about RSS and how you can follow them easier. We'll, we'll tell you the tricks to following blogs easier, where you don't even have to go to their website every 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 day or every week. Okay, that's now RSS is an area that I haven't had much experience with, and I'm I'm guessing that most of our listeners are probably not comfortable with it either. So that'd be good, Glenn, if you could lead us through the yep. RSS. Good. I'd be I'd be very happy. No problem. <laughs> and another segment we're going to bring you every week. We're going to make it easy for you to be part of our show. We're going to feature listener voicemails and emails. You can email us at geeks at horseradionetwork.com. That's G-E-E-A-S at horseradionetwork.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail on the Stable Scoop voicemail at area code 270-803-0025. Yeah, that's going to be fun because, Helena, because we're actually going to play those voicemails, some of them. The ones that are appropriate, we'll actually play them on on the next week's show. So you'll be able to hear yourself on the show. That's right. So your voice is going to be broadcast on the Internet, on the Stable Scoop radio show. 
So when you call and leave a voicemail, say nice things. That's right. Because right. we might we just, just won't publish put you whatever on. it is you, <laughs> you, you record. And that's 270-803-0025. Don't forget, it's geeks at horseradionetwork.com. We will read your emails on the air as well. Good. And so we're anxious to hear from them about what they want to hear on the show, what, the, what we were talking about previously, if they agree or disagree with us, all of those things. If you have a good story to tell, if you have um, interesting or unique things, or not so interesting or unique things, just everyday, regular, blah, 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 what happens in my stable, we want to hear about it. That's why it's called Stable Scoop. That's right. And we'll be doing a ton. There are a ton more segments, which we're not even going over today. And, I, you know, one of the things we've been remiss in doing, Helena, is talking about ourselves and why, what experience we have and why anybody want to listen to us in the first place. So why, 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 <laughs> I don't know. That's a know, good question. That, even after we tell this, they may not want to listen to us in the first place. But go ahead. <laughs> why would anybody <laughs> listen to us? Let's hear about Helena. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Helena. That's me. I live in New England, and I hate the long, cold winters. I love horses. I have one husband and one daughter who's five and a half, and um, I ride a couple of horses. I pick all the hooves, and sometimes I teach a few lessons here and there, but mostly for fun, I ride out with the Myopia Hounds at a Hamilton Mass. That's where I'm based. Um, a lot of you may have heard of Hamilton because it was formerly the headquarters for the U.S. equestrian team. Uh, right down the street from your Glad house, wasn't it? Right down the yes, in fact, um, it's I can hack right over there. It's Gathering Farm. You know, pretty much everywhere you go in Hamilton, there is a trail to jump or a trail that will get you from here to there. It's actually a really great place for a horse person to live. Except and, for you the know, winters. The other good thing, the winters are tough. But you know what? Everybody goes down to Aiken, so who knows? Maybe I'll jump on that bandwagon. So now you said it's uh, that the uh, the just have a question here the the old headquarters there that was that's gathering farm now what do they use it for now right uh, now it's a um, a boarding stable and mostly eventers and dressage actually a little bit of everything is there same high quality standards that they had years ago uh, just obviously a little less high profile now and an absolutely beautiful place absolutely beautiful I mean you can't be the, this is one gorgeous strip of countryside up here in New England. It, it does make, you know, for the nine months or the eight months out of the year that uh, beautiful up here, it, it makes it worth living through four months of cold. Okay, I'll, I'll believe you on that one. Yeah, and we get to go on sleigh rides. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of driving people up here, too. A lot of driving people. That's about, uh, that. that's me. And then you... I'm, I'm just your average, everyday horse person who likes to chat. And we should mention that you're a geek. You do build horsey websites for people. Oh, okay, if I must. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm the chief cook and bottle washer of a small marketing firm called The Barks, and we focus on websites and marketing pieces for horse businesses. So um, what we like to do is help people who are experts in horses um, get a leg up on their business and, and make a couple of bucks doing it. And that's at thebarnworks.com, right? That's right. Oh, cool. And what about you? And I am uh, Glenn the Geek. There are those of you out there that might remember me from years ago from the Horse Stuff Company. Used to own and run the Horse Stuff Company. Those of you that do remember from there, uh, remember that we used to have the most humorous equestrian tax site on the Internet. All the descriptions were funny and not everything was a little out of the ordinary. And then I worked for a couple of years, for a number of years, for Bit of Britain. Started 
the what most people will recognize is TackOfTheDay.com. I was the original geek at TackOfTheDay.com for two years. So all of that uh, stupid humor, you can credit to me for two years. But now, for the last year, you can credit it to Helena because she is the geek now for TackOfTheDay.com. Helena and I also did a show uh, called the Talking Equine Network Show, where we interviewed all the big names and writers in the eventing world. And as I said, you can find that at TalkingEquine.com. Uh, you can find the sh- old shows if you want to listen back. They're still good, even after all this time. I Yeah, and great interviews. Yes, some really good interviews. Yeah, we got David O'Connor on there and Emerson. Uh, I've also been a horse person for the last 20 years. However, I married it. My wife was the horse person. And then uh, after we owned a farm for a number of years with 20 horses, I learned a lot about horses. And became interested in them. I'm a driver. I drive ponies and draft horses, like both ends of the scale. Still work with the draft horses over here. I still help out with the draft horses over here at the Kentucky Horse Park, which is kind of fun. Matter of fact, the picture of me on the website is with Charlie. He's the old guy at the Kentucky Horse Park. He's a Percheron, uh, about 24 years old. He's a retired Percheron. He's my buddy. I, I help take care of Charlie. He's a cutesy pie. Yeah. He's huge. Yes, he is huge. His head is, like, his head is, his head is about the size of your whole, from your torso. I know. Up. He's from the top of my head to like my waist is his head. You'll see it in the picture. <laughs> it actually is kind of funny. He's actually not as big as some of the per- other Percherons they have there, but but he is a big guy. Now, how old did you say he he's is? He's 24. He's 24. And I see in the picture that you've got a paint over his nose. They do that. All uh, That's required at the horse park for all the draft horses that are led around have to have chains. Because? Because it's just a requirement of the horse park. Probably something to do with their insurance <laughs> or something. Uh, oh, okay. So they, they just do uh, You figured if, if after 24 years he hasn't got his yaya out. He doesn't need a chain at all. As a matter of fact, we could, we, we had to, I, I'm holding his head up because he kept wanting to, he kept wanting to sleep and fall asleep during the picture <laughs> and his head kept dropping. So <laughs> that's me holding his head up is what I'm doing. No, but that's why the chain in the picture. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I have fun in the horse world and been in the, I've actually been in the retail side of it for a lot of years. So we'll be talking a little tack too as we go along here. And my wife actually is still a retail manager for a store here in Lexington. So we're still in the retail side as well. Mm-hmm. So And totally immersed in the horse world. That's right. So we're just going to share a little bit about what we know. We're regular horse folks wanting to talk about horses, and that's what we're going to do here. There's a number of ways that everybody can listen. One is on the website at stablescoop.com. You'll find there uh, links to our various episodes. When you go to that episode, you'll see a player right on the computer. You can just start playing. It's a little flash player. So you can play it right off the website. A lot of people do that when they're at work. I'm not responsible. But feel free. It's up to you. We do put show notes. Anything we talk about in the show, we'll put links and show notes and pictures or whatever we talk about that you might go, oh, you listened on your iPod and then you were riding your horse and you went back and said, oh, what was that again? You just go, rather than re-listening to the show, they can just go to the show notes there on the website at stablescoop.com and you can check out the link and uh, just follow it from there. It makes it real easy. Also on the Stable Scoop site, if you'd rather listen on your iPod or your MP3 player, you'll find a link to download or to subscribe to the show. So you can subscribe through iTunes to our show, have it automatically downloaded and synced to your iPod. 
or you can if you use another subscription service for podcasts, you can use that, or you can simply just download it to your desktop and play it anytime you want, or or move it over so that, to your iP or your MP3 player. So so if I subscribe, if I have a subscription through iTunes for the Stable Scoop Radio Show, that means every time I plug in and sync up my iPod, it'll automatically download an episode. If for there's me? a new episode, it'll automatically do that. Yep. Oh, so you never even great. really have to come to our site, although we really want you to. So so all you need to do is plug in your iPod and download as normal. Yep, that's correct. Cool. So cool. that's really neat. We also have a couple on, on horseradionetwork.com. You'll find a couple of pages, informational pages on there about other equine podcasts. There's not that many of them, which is one of the reasons that we wanted to bring this medium to you and, and have it available to you. But there are a couple other podcasts, and we have them highlighted on there, and hopefully we'll be talking to our hosts as we go along. Plus, we also have a page that lists all the blogs that are available, or at least all the ones we could find that are about horses and equestrian activities. So you'll find that on there, too, a couple good references. Now, the first official episode will be live. We'll be coming to you in two weeks with the first official episode, and that'll be live on August 22nd. So subscribe. That's a Friday. Right. I'll be posted every Friday. So subscribe on your iPod. Put a reminder on your calendar. We'll be back, and we'll be rolling on August 22nd, and then we'll be weekly thereafter. Get everything set up. Right. And bookmark horseradionetwork.com and stable scoop. What is it? Stablescoop.com. <laughs> it's simple. That one's easy. Nobody's going to forget that one. Stablescoop.com, and it's spelled just like it sounds. No no funny spelling. It's, it's just the yeah, way it that's is. That's good, because I've been riding a four-and-a-half-year-old lately, and when I get off of him, I just everything has to be easy. So I did have somebody ask me, is the scoop, are we referring to the pitchfork or the scoop that's in the feed bin? Ooh. And I said, well, it's neither of those. It's more like a scoop on a news story. We have the scoop. So I got out of answering okay, I that. I, <laughs> I think of it as the, um, well, you know, it's sort of a play on words. It's the, the feed scoop. Because I don't scoop poop. I mean, I do scoop I poop, but say. I don't think <laughs> scooping. I think of it as picking or mucking. Or mucking right. But I definitely scoop feed. Well, there you go. Well, we're so, we're going to scoop information and fun. But you know what? That's where all the good talking happens is in the feed room. That's right. It's it's in the grain room when you're you're setting up dinner or breakfast. It's, it's and just you're like the house. It's the supplement. kitchen of the barn. Yes, it is. It, that's, you know that's a good perspective. Yeah, I never thought about that before. But all the <laughs> all the talking takes place when you have company in the kitchen. Well, that's just the kitchen of the barn. Here we made up a new right, one around food. Think about that. All right, Helena. We will see you in two weeks, and uh, we look forward to being with you every week after that. We hope that you tell all your friends about the Stable Scoop radio show. Send them the link, log on, listen, and talk to us. Remember, geeks at horseradionetwork.com or leave us a voicemail at 270-803-0025. Enjoy the Olympics, everybody. Take care. <laughs>